It's Monday, June 10th, 2019. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. Well, this is our weekly Monday Bible study and call to prayer. Today, we're continuing our study on the book of Acts, and we are joined by Josh Caldwell, our Vice President of International Programs. Josh will walk us through Acts chapter 20, verses 1 through 12. Encouragement for fellow believers is very important, and we want to look at encouraging fellow believers and look at Paul's encouragement to the church. We see the word paraclea here and used in, in Acts 21 2 and Acts 12. And this word really means to call near, to admonish, encourage, exhort, or strengthen and, and encouragement. And we're, we're thankful for the encouragement that we get from fellow believers. And today I want us to, to see the, the importance and the responsibility for encouraging fellow believers. Look at Hebrews 3, 12 through 13. It says this, it says, take care, brothers, lest there be any of you an evil, unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living God. But exhort one another every day as long as it is called today, and that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. In the ministry that we work in at Lifeline, we are in a constant strain and struggle with things of this world. Um, we are in the, the ministry of orphan care and adoption is difficult. Um, we walk through difficulty every single day, but we do believe in the power and the sovereignty of our Lord that he is guiding and leading us. And there's so much tragedy, though, that is involved with this type of work. We have the great privilege also to see the Lord's hand work in redeeming and restoring lives. But daily, there are adoptive parents that are struggling and, and having challenges, birth parents that are having challenges and struggles, governments that are changing regulations, children that are sick, dying, or even losing their life. The constant need to, to raise support and funding for many ministries that the Lord has called us to. And due to all of these things, and due to the importance of the gospel going forth to the nations, we must encourage one another. Pastor Tony Morita said this, he said, we must encourage each other constantly. Our hearts are fickle, Sin never sleeps. Satan is at work, and the gospel of Jesus is first important. We must encourage each other daily. The verses we're going to look at today are Acts 20, 1 through 6, and 7 through 12. Let's read this. After the uproar ceased, Paul sent the disciples, and after encouraging them, he said farewell and departed from Macedonia. When he had gone through these regions and had given them much encouragement, he came to Greece. There he spent three months, and when a plot was made against him by the Jews, as he was about to set sail for Syria, he decided to return through Macedonia. So Pater, the Berean, son of Purus, accompanied him, and of the Thessalonians, Aristarchus, Secundus, Gaius of Derby and Timothy, and the Asians, Tacucus and Trophimus. These went on ahead and were awaiting for us at Troas. But we sailed from Philippi after the days of unleavened bread, and five days we came to them from Troas, where we stayed for seven days. Verse 7. 
on the first day of the week, when we were gathered together to break bread, Paul talked with them, intending to depart on the next day, and he prolonged his speech until midnight. There were many lamps in the upper room, and where we gathered a young man named Eutychus, sitting at the window, sank into a deep sleep as Paul talked still longer. And being overcome with sleep, he fell down from the third story and was taken up dead. But Paul went down and bent over him, and taking him in his arms, he said, Do not be alarmed, for his life is in him. And when Paul had gone and had broken bread and eaten, he conversed with them even long while until daybreak, and so departed. And they took the youth away, and he was alive, and were not a little comforted. After the riot of Ephesus, Paul made a plan, which is shown here in the first few verses. He executed that plan to go visit churches and make his way to Jerusalem. And on his way, he was going to collect an offering that was to support the believers of Jerusalem. And we see this in Acts 24, 17. And it says, Now after several years, I came to bring alums to my nation and present offerings. While I was doing this, they found me purified in the temple without any crowd or tumult, but some Jews from Asia. Acts 24, 17. He is going to the churches that he established before he was going to Jerusalem. Now, verses 21 through 12 don't stand alone, but they go alongside 2 Corinthians chapters 1 through 7. And you can see there's a lot of background that is going on here in 2 Corinthians 1 through 7. But Luke, who wrote um, this verse, this chapter in, in Acts, just gave us a, a, a bit of a summary, an overview, an itinerary of where Paul was headed. We know, though, through reading that there was tension in the church at Corinth, and there's many things going on, but in summary, Paul wrote a painful letter, as we see in 2 Corinthians 2.3, and Paul sent this letter by way of Titus and wanted to get a report from Titus on how things were going at Corinth. All of this in 2 Corinthians 1-7 through is going on at the same time of Acts 20. Luke, the author of Acts, focuses here on the encouragement to the to the churches, both in verse 1, 2, and 12, we see him talking about encouragement. And as we come to this next section of uh, verses 7 through 12, we see the story of Eutychus, which we'll talk about in just a minute. Paul and his group spent time in Troas for a week all together. And on this first day of the week, on a Sunday, Paul met with them and met with the group and worshiped and broke bread. Picture a warm room filled with lamps that we see in verse 8 and Eutychus sitting in the window. The window probably had some fresh air, which was nice, but Paul was being long in his preaching and Eutychus falls asleep and falls three stories to the ground and died. Eutychus becomes a part of a resurrection miracle. As Paul bent over him, he said, do not be alarmed for his life is in him. And Paul went back to breaking of bread at the end of these verses. And we see that Luke gives us a picture of the young man being alive and the group being comforted. They have been strengthened and encouraged by what they saw. Think about this amazing sight of this boy falling out of this window. I can imagine sitting there and Paul preaching and hearing this noise and looking and Eutychus is gone. And everyone rushing down to check on Eutychus to see that he was dead. And Paul leaning over him. And as he leaned over him to see Eutychus come to life and be there 
and to know that the boy went home restored in his life. Paul not only encouraged them with the word of God, for a long time Paul preached to them during that worship time, but also they were encouraged by the power of Jesus to see this young man, Eutychus, return home. Now, I just want to take us a few minutes now to think about ways that we can encourage the believers that are around us today. Here are five ways that we can encourage each other today. We can encourage each other by giving. We see here that Paul was leading in his leading and and modeling this by going back to the the churches that he had established and collecting an offering that was going to go to the saints at Jerusalem to encourage them. Think about a time in your life where um, you were encouraged by by giving. And I believe that I know I've been encouraged by giving in my life, but I've also been blessed by giving to others. And I know my family has been blessed by giving financially, but also by giving of our time, our talents, and our resources. And I want us to think about how we can encourage those around us today by giving. How can we encourage the believers? Maybe that is through um, encouraging a missionary around the world through giving to that mission um, that that family is trying to serve overseas. Or maybe that's by giving to a ministry like Lifeline that is is individual believers that you could support or, or children around the world that you could sponsor to see them. We can encourage our fellow believers by giving. And this is a great example of Paul doing that. We can also encourage fellow believers by being present. I think it's, I love this as we look back at these verses to see that Paul was with the people. Paul was with them. Um, he was encouraging them and then went to another city and encouraged them. And then he went and, and was there in Troas for those seven days. And he was an encouragement there as he preached the word of God. And I think it's important for us today, a practical thing for us to think about how we can be present. How can we be present for our families How can we be present for our friends and how can we be present for our clients or the people that we serve in ministry or for those that do not know the Lord? How can we be present? We must be present and encourage them. And it's great for us to text people and encourage them. It's great for us to send emails or letters. And I think those things are great. But let's, let's think about how we can take our encouragement to the next level by being present with someone Um, and looking them in the eyes and seeing them face to face and encouraging them. And I just want to read a couple of verses here. Romans 1, 11 and 12 says this, "For For I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you. That is that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. And look at 3 John 13 and 14. I had much to write to you. But I would rather not write with pen and ink. I hope to see you soon, and we will talk face to face. I think these are two verses that just really encourage me to think about how I can be an encouragement to each other in our faith, be mutually encouraged by our faith, and I need to think about how I can talk to people face to face. I think in this world, I often get busy in the things that I want to do. But as I think about the task list that we have, how can I put those things aside and really look eye to eye with someone and encourage them, a brother or sister in Christ? How can I encourage them today? So the first thing is that how can we be encouraged by giving and how can we be an encouragement by being present? The next thing is how can we be encouragement through partnership? You can see um, this long list of names of the guys that I read earlier. They're here in verses 4 
and 5, you see this long list of men that are with Paul during this time. And I really see this as a picture of him pouring into um, this group of guys, this group of men. He's pouring into them and he's modeling for them. They're going ahead of him uh, and going to meet him. And I, I love that because I think that's a picture of this group that is going to testify about Lord Jesus to those that they come in contact with. So how can we partner together to be an encouragement to each other, but then also to build each other up so we can go be an encouragement to others? We can, as the body of believers, partner. So think about someone today that you can partner with to encourage and sharpen, but then also how can you both go and encourage others maybe someone in ministry think about this podcast is focused on the care of orphan and vulnerable children around the world how can you partner i know that you could partner with lifeline you could partner with other ministries church your local church to to see the gospel go forth and to see those encouraged and we would love to see our believers that are friends and families to partner together um, for the sake of the gospel and the sake of children being cared for around the world. So five ways that we can encourage today. One is through giving. Another is through being present. Another is through partnership. And this next one, uh, these next two go together for me is which, you know, thinking about the encouragement of each other through scripture. Um, that My wife and I um, take time to write down scripture on note cards and have done this um, for the last almost 10 years of our marriage have written down scripture on note cards and we'll fold them up and put them in our pocket because we want the word of God to wash over us, especially during times of difficulty or during times where we need an extra picture of God's word. We read those cards over and over again. And I have some that have washed in the washing machine and have been torn. I have some in my desk, on my table, in my office, but we use those cards to wash the word over us. But how can we encourage others with the word of God as well. How can we encourage our spouses? How can we encourage our children? How can we encourage our coworkers and the brothers and sisters that are around us with scripture, with the word of God? And I think we need to be intentional about that and taking time, uh, whether it is maybe writing on a note card and handing that to someone, or maybe sending someone an email with a scripture, or maybe texting a group of people and saying, I'm praying for you. And here are some scriptures that I want us to read over together. And the next thing, the last one of the five ways to encourage someone uh, is encourage each other today is through prayer, that we are encouraged by each other as we pray for each other. Going to the Lord on behalf of our friends, our brothers and sisters and our families is an encouragement. Uh, let us not lie to each other in this. I think it has become a cultural antidote so many ways that we want to uh, say that we're praying for you. But let's not do that. Let's make sure that as we say those words that we are prompted to take a minute and pray for that prayer request or for that brother and sister in Christ. I would ask you to pray for us here at Lifeline. I would ask you to pray for the the workers that are helping families and helping children, doing counseling, that are doing social work, that are helping with skill development. There are so many people that are here that are working in difficult situations. I pray that you would um, you would pray for them. I pray. Let's also pray for each other. If you're an adoptive family out there, I want you to know that we are praying for you. If you're a foster family, I want you to know that we are praying for you. We meet every day as a time together as our staff, and we pray. So, but I want us to encourage each other through this prayer. So, um, here are five ways that we can encourage each other today. Just to recap, we can encourage each other through giving. 
Um, I believe that is our time, our talents, and our resources. That doesn't just have to be financially. We can encourage each other through being present. We can encourage each other through partnership. We can encourage each other through scripture. And we can encourage each other through prayer. Today, will you uh, think about the way that you encourage those around you? And let's take our encouragement to the next level. And let's, let's have this encouragement that Paul um, we see from Paul that Luke writes about here in Acts um, 20, 1 through 12. Well, thanks, Big Daddy. And this week, we are praying for the country of Haiti. We are praying for the people of Haiti and the heightened political climate that they have been in since the beginning of this year. We pray that the Lord's sovereignty will reign above the corruption and that Haiti's people will turn their hearts to Christ and his salvation. We're praying for IBESR, Haiti's central authority, as they manage all aspects of adoption in Haiti. Pray for the matching committee and IBESR to review and disperse files to families with wisdom and efficiency. We pray for Vildare, our in-country rep, we pray that God would continue to equip and strengthen him each day for the work that he does on behalf of children and families. We pray for the unrest in Haiti and all of our missionary contacts in the midst of this unrest. We pray for the New Perspectives Church in Jacques Mel and the possibility of church partnerships in the future. We pray for opportunities to conduct more caregiver trainings throughout the country of Haiti. And we pray specifically for lifeline families who've been matched with children. We pray for hearts of deep trust in the Father in the times of the slowing movement and prolonged waiting because of just the program and also because of the unrest. We pray for families who've been waiting in IBSR for many years now for a referral. Uh, we pray that the Lord would soften the heart of the matching committee at IBSR to advocate uh, for efforts to be made in relation to referrals being made to these families. And we pray the Lord for three angels and chances for children and the relationships that we have and have been able to cultivate with these organizations over the years. And we praise the Lord for new applications of mission-minded families who have entered into the Haiti process, even knowing the long journey that is ahead. Let's pray. Father, we pray for the country of Haiti, this little island nation on the other side of the island of Hispaniola. We pray that the unrest would uh, just continue to, to, to lessen, that peace would be able to reign in the hearts of those who are rebelling. And Lord, that you would uh, move in such a way that those around Haiti and those in Haiti would know that you are in control. We pray for the church to be strengthened during this time and for the church to stand firm. We pray for Phil Dare as he represents us on the adoption uh, related issues to IBSR as well as to orphan care related issues with chances for children and three angels. We just ask for continued partnerships to be strengthened, uh, Lord, and for those partnerships to result in uh, many children coming to saving faith in the gospel of Christ Jesus. We pray for the families who are waiting both with referrals and waiting on referrals. And we pray that you would give them peace, that you give them understanding, and that you would give them a heart that's deep and rich in the love of Christ. Lord, we ask all these things in your your precious name, the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, thanks for listening to Defender Podcast. For more information or to connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, please visit LifelineChild.org. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at LifelineChild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel to you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again tomorrow for the Defender Podcast.